everyone, and welcome to some more Naya Wrestling. It's me here, Mark Sylvester, and welcome today, guys, to another episode of the Big Four Pay-Per-View Review. Now, what this is, it's where I do a review of all of WWE's Big Four Pay-Per-Views. And so then, guys, for today's episode of the Big Four Pay-Per-View Review, I'm going to be doing a review of the Royal Rumble 2024. This place is special. I spent most of my whole life around these parts. Beautiful to look at. Rich with wrestling history. It's shaped some of the best. So if you're gonna waltz down here and kick the horn's nest, then you better be ready. And not just any ready. Rumble ready. I know what it takes to win. I also know nights like tonight are when names are made, legacies prime, and tickets punched. Who's gonna man event WrestleMania? Just wait and see. They gonna talk about me. And things ain't never gonna be the same. Unfortunately for a few, you gotta go through him. Roman Reigns? I'm levels above everybody. Oh yeah, everybody loves a prize fight. I'm back. Did you miss me? Your days as US champion are numbered. WWE Universe, let them hear ya, brother. Are you ready? Clear a path. Because the Royal Rumble. 30 men. 30 women. Line them up. Throw them over. Who's going to main event WrestleMania? Is here. Tonight, dreams come true. Surprises are in abundance. It's Royal Rumble. Let's go. We are officially on the road to WrestleMania. What you going to do when the Royal Rumble runs wild on you. And the first match we had, guys, on the card was the Women's Royal Rumble. At number one, we had Natalia. Number two, we had the returning Naomi. Number three, we had Bailey. Number four, we had Candice LeRae. Number five, we had the TNA Knockouts Champion, uh, Jordan Grace. Number six, we had Indy Hartwell. Seven, we had Asuka. Eight was Ivy Nile. Nine was Katana Chance. Ten was Bianca Belair. Eleven was Kairi Zane. 
12 was Tegan Knox. 13 was Caden Carter. 14, Chelsea Green. 15, Piper Niven. 16, Zaya Lee. 17 was Selena Vega. 18 was Maxime Dupree. 19 was Nia Jax. 20 was Shotzi. 21 was Becky Lynch. 28 was Alba Fire. 23 was Shayna Baszler. 24 was Valhalla. 25 was Mitchin. 26 was Zoe Stark. 27 was Roxanne Perez. 28 was the debuting Jade Cargill. And my god, oh, did she look like a bonafide star? She looked fucking amazing. 29 was Tiffany Stratton. And number 30 was returning Liv Morgan. And overall, the winner was Bailey. Now, overall, guys, I probably would say this match was really, really good. I mean, the fact she had Jordan Grace um, come into the match, who was the TNA, or who is the TNA Knockouts Women's Champion. You had the returning Naomi. You had the returning Liv Morgan after her injury. And you also had the debut of uh, Jade Cargill, who, like I said, when I was talking through the 30 participants of this match, was put over like Rover. She was so, so good. She's amazing. She's fucking great. And it's just so, so cool just to see what she could do and just how like special and amazing and over that she made her feel as well. Throughout the match and stuff, you would see both women's champions like on either side of the uh, stadium like you had in the Men's Royal Rumble watching the match to kind of be like, all right then, who am I going to fight against? Who am I going to wrestle against kind of thing? And I thought that added a lot more sort of like intrigue and story to the match as well because you're kind of like, okay then, so who am I going to wrestle against kind of thing as well. And I also as well really liked as well the fact that they had the times of how long particular women were in the match for as well because I kind of felt for me as well that added a lot more to the like match and added a lot more to the sort of like sports-basedness of how we would like to do for the Royal Rumble as well because we've now Kevin Dunn leaving WWE and you got this new guy from ESPN he's adding more of that sort of like sports feel to the world of pro wrestling and I really like that because it adds more sort of like okay then so these people been here for this amount of time that person been in there for that amount of time and I think for me it just adds a lot more to the um and it also as well adds a lot more sort of like historical facts to the pay-per-view as well like you've got it's like this person had the most amount of eliminations or this person had the most amount of time in the Royal Rumble, this, or this person's been in the most amount of Royal Rumbles, etc. as well. It kind of adds more to, like, the history of the Royal Rumble, and I think, for me, by having this, it just adds it, just adds another extra flavour, adds an extra little bit of, like, a factor to it to make it more interesting, because sometimes you kind of forget of how long a rest is in the ring, and as much as the announcer is telling you over the speakers, are, okay, this person's been in the ring for 20 minutes, this person's been in the ring for 21 minutes, but when you actually see it on the screen... It adds more that sort of sports feel like you would see when you have the scores of the match or how long a match might have or like a football match or a American football match or a basketball match, for example, as well. You know, I think it adds a lot more to it. And I think as well, by having Bailey win the match, it's really, really cool because it's building up now her match against EO Sky for WrestleMania. And I think for me, it's going to be really, really cool to see what they're going to be doing for Bailey and the EO Sky feud for WrestleMania. And the next match we had, guys, was between Roman Reigns versus AJ Styles versus LA Knight versus Randy Orton for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Now, to begin with, guys, all three men work over Roman. And then you have a really cool moment where uh, Randy Orton is using the Garvin stomps to stomp onto Roman's hands. 
Um, NA Knight then hits the BFT onto Roman. And AJ Styles with a Styles Clash on Roman. Um, Autumn with an RKO on all three opponents. So he uses his amazing out-of-nowhere RKOs on all three of his opponents. Solo Sokoa makes the save. He aims to hit a spear onto AJ Styles, but AJ moves out the way and he goes through the barricade. And then you have Styles hitting the phenomenal forearm onto Roman. AJ then gets a chair and hits Roman with it quite a lot. And then you have the finish of the match. You have Roman hits a spear onto AJ for the one, the two, and the three. And Roman Reigns is still your undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Now, for me, guys, I thought this match was all right. It was a typical Roman match. You'd kind of feel like, okay, then, so Solo Sokoa is going to get involved. Jimmy Uso might get involved in it and stuff as well. And I think, for me, it's getting a bit boring. It's getting a bit tedious. But I can see what they want to do. They want to build up the length of his title reign for as long as they can. And even though it was AJ that took the pin, he still looked really, really good. All three men looked really, really good. And I thought it was quite interesting the way that they were able to stop Solo by, in a sense, by him stopping himself. And it'd be really, really cool to see who will finally end the long reign of Roman Reigns. And the next match we had, guys, was between Logan Paul versus Kevin Owens for the United States Championship. You had Logan Paul slamming Owens' hand into the ring post. And then you had Logan hitting his amazing cross moon onto Owens. And then you had a beautiful frog splash by Kevin Owens. Then you had Owens with this amazing top rope brain buster. And you have a really cool moment where Logan Paul hits his knockout right hand, but then Kevin Owens is able to kick out. Austin Theory and Grayson Waller come out to help uh, Logan Paul. Theory uh, slips the brass knucks into the ring, but Owens is able to catch him himself, who then hits Logan Paul in the face with the brass knucks. Owens then goes to pin Logan, but then the referee sees the brass knucks on Owens' hand, who he then DQs Owens. And then through a fit of rage and anger, uh, Kevin Owens attacks Logan Paul. And then to finish it off, he puts Logan Paul through the announce table. Now, overall, guys, I thought this match was pretty good as well. Kevin Owens was a great baby face. Logan Paul was a great heel. And even though, yes, um, we wanted Kevin Owens to win. And yes, in a sense, the ending was a bit sort of like, oh, he got DQ'd. But it builds up for their rematch. It builds up for when Kevin Owens will finally fight uh, Logan Paul for the championship. Who then will hopefully then beat Logan Paul in a bigger and better event. Either being Elimination Chamber or WrestleMania. And then it's now time for the main event of the evening. And this is the Men's Royal Rumble match. And to begin with guys, number one was Jay Uso. Number two, Jimmy Uso. Number three, Grayson Waller. Number four, the returning Andrade. Number five, Camelo Hayes. Number six, Shinsuke Nakamura. Seven, Santos Escobar. Eight, Karrion Cross. Nine, Dominic Mysterio. Ten, Carlito. Eleven, Bobby Lashley. Twelve, Ludwig Kaiser. Thirteen, Austin Theory. Fourteen, Finn Balor. Fifteen, Cody Rhodes. 16, Bronson Reed. 17, Kofi Kingston. 18, Gunther. 19, Ivar. 20, Bron Breaker. 21, Omos. 22, Pat McAfee. 23, JD McDonough. 
24, R-Truth. 25, The Miz. 26, Damien Priest. 27, CM Punk. 28, Ricochet. 29, Drew McIntyre. And number 30, Sami Zayn. And overall, guys, I thought this match was pretty good as well. You had the winner being Cody Rhodes, who is the fourth person to ever win the Royal Rumble back-to-back. The other three being Shawn Michaels, Steve Austin, and Hulk Hogan, who also themselves won it in 1990, 91, 97, 98. The only reason I'm kind of being a bit about 97 is because Austin was eliminated, but then came back into the ring because the referee never saw it. Um, Shawn Michaels was 95, 96, and you now had Cody Rhodes being 23 and 24. And I thought that was quite an interesting fact as well. I mean, you also had as well the first match of CM Punk's career back in the WWE for nearly 10 years. I know he sadly got injured and he's going to be out for another six months now with a torn um, with a torn bicep. But it'll be cool to see him come back again and just to show like how good he is. And the fact as well, like, you can see just how passionate he felt about wanting to remain event WrestleMania. The fact you can see just how Stan Strauss is just shows just how much he is just happy to be back in the WWE as well. And I think Drew McIntyre as well, by being the ones who injured Punk, I know by accident, because obviously, you know, he did a move that anything happens in wrestling, you know, even taking a simple move, anyone could get injured. But I'm loving the heel work that he's doing by kind of being like, I prayed for this, and he's doing the memes and all the different jokes and stuff about Punk's injury, where when Punk comes back, it'll be up a really good match for them at SummerSlam, hopefully. Drew versus... Punk would be a really good match for SummerSlam where it's kind of like Punk could be a really pissed off, angry baby face who wants revenge on Drew McIntyre because he felt Drew McIntyre was the one who caused his injury and then taking the piss out of him and stuff as well just showed that great heel work by um, Drew McIntyre. He also had as well the Gunther being as awesome as ever. I love the fact as well that the final four was was um, Punk, Cody... Drew and Gunther. I thought it was really, really cool. And I also as well love the fact that it was Punk who eliminated Drew. I thought that worked really well into the story that's been building up about Punk being like, I'm going to win the Royal Rumble, I'm going to main event WrestleMania and I'm going to be the one to eliminate you. I thought that worked really, really well. I also as well love the fact that when they were in the ring together, being the final two, Cody and Punk, they were both like sort of like showing those sort of like heel tendencies and that kind of thing as well, where Punk said to Cody, you know, I'm not going to lose to Dusty's kid. I haven't come back 10 years later on to lose to you, to then lose. And I thought that worked really, really well because it was kind of showing off Punk's heelness, but it was also as well kind of telegraphing and going back to their amazing promo that they had on that week's Raw by basically saying to him, you know, like, Saturday is a different story. It's every man for himself, but how are we going to be like on Sunday? And I thought that worked really, really well. And then you had the backstage video of Punk giving Cody a big hug and saying like, finish the story, finish what you started and then just go on to hopefully become the champion at WrestleMania, you know. I thought that was a really, really cool moment, a great thing. And I just think for me as well, this was a really good rumble. I mean, R-Truth is also amazing too. I mean, the fact that he um, was going to be in the Women's Rumble being like, I'm 24. And I was like, no, that's the next Rumble. But then he came back in the Men's Rumble, who was also 24. He also did, the, for the first time ever, a hot tag into the Rumble doing the John Cena moves and stuff. And I think for me, Archie was just fucking amazing. It's just so, so cool to see. What's he going to do in the future? And I, and I just think that even though, yes, the first maybe 10 people, 15 people or so was a bit of a lull before Cody came out. But I thought for me, 
actually by having Andrade come back as well was just so, so cool as well. And to see him, just how good he looks and just how awesome he looked as well, was just great to see him back. And I just think for me that even though there wasn't any real surprises in either Rumble, to a certain extent you would include Jordan Grace, but it's not one of those like legends and stuff. It just shows just how stacked the roster is. It just shows just how stacked... WWE is that they don't even need a former legend to come back and it shows just how amazing and just how good the booking of Paul DeBeck's WWE is that it's the most popular that it has truly been for me and how mega stars that some of the roster is for the WWE that you don't even need a former star to help perk up the Royal Rumble because the current roster is that damn awesome and now then guys for my match of the night, I would have to probably choose the Women's Royal Rumble. I mean, for me, this Rumble was great. The amount of surprises and the uh, Jordan Grace was great as well. It was, just, it was just a great Rumble in itself. As much as I liked the Men's Rumble as well, I felt the Women's one for me was a better match. And I enjoyed a lot more of its booking, a lot more of its pacing. I felt it was a better paced match than the, women's, uh, than the Men's one was. And I thought for me as well, by having Bailey go from number three... All the way to the end to then win it as more history and prestige to the women's rumble just like the men's rumble and now and then guys it is time for my mvp i mean for this one i have about four people for it my mvps would probably be jordan grace because of how amazing she looked and hopefully one day she can join wwe because i think for me she looked like a bonafide star actually no sorry five people five people um Jade Cargo as well because she looked fucking amazing. She is amazing. It's just so, so cool just to see what she's going to hopefully go on to do in the future for the WWE. Um, and it's going to be really interesting to see where she will go and what she will do as well. I think she looks like a, a mega, mega star and will be a mega, mega star. Um, next person was R-Truth because he was brilliant. He was hilarious. He just worked so, so well in that great comedic role. CM Punk because... It's awesome to have my favourite wrestler back in the WWE. One of my top five wrestlers of all time who were the people that helped influence and get me into wrestling and love wrestling for how much as I do. And finally as well, guys, Cody Rhodes because it's just so, so cool to see him win another Royal Rumble, be the fourth man to be the back-to-back -back winner. And it's just going to be awesome to see what the landscape of WWE will be in the future, especially as in 2025, it will then be going on to Netflix. And that, my friends, was my review of the Royal Rumble 2024. Let me know, guys, in the comments below what your thoughts are about this amazing Rumble and how you think it compares to other Rumbles of past. Are you a big fan of 98, 2001, or 89 where you had Axe vs. Smash like myself? I would love to hear what you guys think. And also, as well, guys, please... Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to No Wrestling. This has been No Wrestling, guys. I have been your amazing host, as always, Mark Sylvester. And don't forget, guys, to take care. And always remember, it's time for the Royal Rumble. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Adrenaline in my soul. Something, something, Cody Rose, cue it all to get them off their feet. Do, 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 do. Whoa.